Good afternoon, good afternoon, good afternoon. It's your girl, Janetta Shantae, here with another episode of The Reminder to, of course, remind you. Now, this week, we're going to be getting into episode five of season three in the series, Redefining Mental Illness. And this week, we're going to be talking about Hope's Helping Hand. Now, last week, we talked about bipolar disorder and just about just the different dynamics of bipolar. But this week, we're going to be stepping into a, a different side of uh, mental health and May is mental health awareness month so we're just going to make sure that we're being present for ourselves and for those that we love by being attentive to their mental health now the reason why I named this particular episode Hope's Helping Hand is because I often think about how we all go through things in our life and a lot of times it can cause us to end up in a place where we feel like there is no hope where we feel like there's no way out and I think about the suicide rate and over the few you know years the suicide rate has um kind of multiplied because people are not finding ways out of what they're going through and a lot of it has to do with just people's lack of understanding that when someone is going through something it's not always easy to see the the bright side of things or when people is lacking motivation just because you're going to beat motivation into them doesn't mean that it's going to actually help them to see the brighter side of things and I remember um a little personal story back in 2015 um I had this really close friend of mine who I mean she was my best friend and uh she was really sick she had uh MS multiple sclerosis and it was something that really just weighed heavy on her you know so to the point was hard for her to move hard for her to maneuver and uh I ended up finding out that she had actually overdosed and um you know, it, it really hit me hard um, as the person on the other side of, you know, an overdose or even if you experience someone who's committed suicide, you always feel that guilt. You blame yourself like, what could I have done differently? Or, you know, maybe if I would have been there and I carried that guilt for years because I felt like if I would have been more attentive to her, then maybe, you know, I could have prevented it from happening. But the truth of the matter is when people go through something like that, they're at a point in their life where they no longer see the brighter side of things. And it's so easy to get to that point. We oftentimes think about suicide as something that is a selfish act. And it, you know, you can feel how you want to feel. But I feel like for someone to get to that point, for them to feel like that, there has to be a deeper underlying cause. And my goal in this podcast is going to help us to realize that no matter what you're going through, there is hope. The Bible describes hope as the, as the, you know, substance of things, you know, well, faith as a substance of things hoped for, even if it's not seen. And a lot of times you can be in a situation where, it doesn't look like you're going to make it out. You can be in a situation where you've been going through something for years. You've been going through something for a long time. And you're just like, Lord, how, where is my relief? Where's my peace? And I know for me, I've struggled with 
um, suicidal tendencies and thoughts since I was a little child. And it was because I had been through so much stuff. I just, I mean, I didn't see the point of living anymore. Honestly, I never thought I'd make it to 25. You know, I didn't think I was going to make it to 21, you know, but God had other plans for me. And when I look back on those times where, you know, I wanted to end my life or I tried to end my life, it was because I felt like what was my reason for living? What was my reason for continuing to be here? If all I'm going to do is have pain and suffer. But I was reminded through people that I know God sent in my life that my life did have value and purpose. But it takes a while to believe that. You have people who never believe that and they end up taking their life because they don't know that there's a brighter side or they can't see it being a brighter side. And that's not okay because we are all in position to help each other to understand our value. And a lot of times when people go through something traumatic that they can't talk about, we harbor that inside of ourselves. We hold on to that and we allow that to dictate how we feel. And feelings are real. There are people that are so passionate about life that they feel like it's better to not have it. There are some some people that are so passionate about life that they live it to the fullest. But at the end of the day, we can't be ignorant to the fact that suicide is real, that people really get to the point where they don't want to do it anymore. We can't be ignorant to the fact that there are people who are the who seem like the happiest people in the world. And they're just wearing a mask to cover up the fact that they are depressed because we're often told, especially in the black community, that depression is a sin or that, you know, um, mental illness is not real. And that's why I'm here to redefine it. Because when it comes to experiencing someone you love who literally gets to the point where they don't want to do it anymore, it becomes more real. And the reason why I, I thank God for allowing me to shed light on this situation is because, like I just alluded to, I've been there. I've been at that really dark place where, I mean, I would literally pray and I'd say, God, just take my life while I'm asleep. That's how desperate I was to get rid of the pain. Cutting myself wasn't helping, you know, uh, getting involved in just reckless activities wasn't helping. I wanted relief from the life that I was living. I had another friend of mine who, um, he ended up jumping off a bridge and killing himself, man. Real smart, real smart dude, real cool dude. And it just goes to show that you never know what someone's going through. So it's so important and vitally important to watch what you say to people, how you react to what they say, and to also check your own mental health because you can't help heal anybody else if you aren't healing yourself. Catch me now. You can't be a healer if you aren't healing. You can't help anybody if you aren't helping yourself. And a lot of times we forget to ask for help. There's this scripture in the Bible um, that really kind of just presses on my heart. And this scripture is found in Psalms 41, 2, 3. And it says, I waited patiently for the Lord. He turned to me and heard my cry. He lifted me out of the slimy pit, out of the mud and mire. He set my feet on a rock and gave me a firm place to stand. He put a new song in my mouth, a hymn of praise to our God. Many will see and fear the Lord and put their trust in him. What I love about this scripture is that 
the hope is mentioned in the first part. A lot of times it's hard for us to see God's hand in pain because we associate pain with being isolated and by ourselves. But this scripture clearly says that when we wait on the Lord, even in the midst of our pain, and we allow him in that pain, he will turn to us, hear our cry, and lift us out of that pit. The lifting is a process. If you ever seen, um, if you ever been to a well or you ever seen a well, you have to allow that bucket to drop so far to be able to pick the water back up. And even that is a process. See, God's never going to leave you where he finds you. But God wants us to take the step to admit that we need help. I think about my best friend and I think about, you know, the other guy. And I think about, you know, if there would have been more preventative steps available for people who were suffering with these feelings, with they still be here today. You know what I'm saying? That's stuff that I think about. But then I also think about the fact that God hears us. And even in a sense, I'm not saying that these people didn't know God or whatever the case may be. But I know for me, that has been a vital part of me maintaining my mental health is allowing myself to allow God inside of what I feel. And those situations exposed that I needed help. I started seeking therapy. I started going to a therapist because I needed somebody to talk to. I'm also not ashamed to say that your girl would call the suicide hotline on nights where I just needed somebody that I didn't know to talk to. So I say that to say extend kindness to people that you don't know. Be understanding. Nobody has it all figured out. There's people who are literally taking taking it one day at a time because that's all that they know how to do. So be kind to people. If you or someone you love um, is suffering um, with suicidal tendencies, suicidal thoughts, the suicide hotline is available 24 hours. It's available in English and Spanish. And that number is 800-273-8255. Again, the suicide hotline number is 800-273-8255. You are never alone. And if anything, I stand with you in the gap, being hope's helping hand, that there is hope and that you can come out on the other side. God be with you and bless you. Your girl is out.